Welcome back again to the Call to Encourage podcast with me, Melody Troll. I'm super pumped that y'all are here and I'm ready to share this next episode with you. This is episode three, Resting Point. I just can't do all the things right, so I shouldn't even try. Know someone like that? Is it you? It's me. No, really. That's a pretty typical self-talking point for me. And so what do I do when I can't do all the things well? Nothing. I do none of the things. Because if I can't get up and do it right, then I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. And worry about doing nothing. And worry about how when I do get up and do something, I'm not going to be doing it right. Because sitting here worrying about not doing it right is better than actually not doing it right. Right? (laughs) Good gracious, this sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But you know what? I do this. Some days, I go crazy with my ups and downs and never really feeling like I'm accomplishing anything of true significance. Is it possible to feel lazy and overworked at the same time? That's a whole new level of exhaustion. It's at this moment that I realize something. I am without balance. Now, before you close this podcast for fear of hearing yet another lecture on how women can do it all and live with the kind of balance this world promises and even elevates. Hear this. God's kind of balance is something altogether separate. God's kind of balance is about rhythm, not right. I've been asked in various circles, parenting, teaching, etc., how do you keep balanced? Short answer, I don't. I believe we humans can never achieve true balance until Jesus comes back, truthfully. Not that we shouldn't try our best at all our things, but in order to prevent the enemy's attack on my ideal, I need to get rid of the ideal, or at the very least, redefine, repurpose it. Of course some days are better than others, but it's truly a take one day at a time, some days more like a take one minute at a time kind of situation for me anyways. Can you relate to this at all, like in any part of your life? If you can feel me on this one, let yourself say, "Uh uh-huh, right now. It's okay. Nobody else will know. If you can't, either one, don't tell me. No, actually, I do. I do want to know. Tell me. Or give me your magic potion. But truly, the one thing that I have actually found to combat this tireless haze of could have had a V8 wavering is quiet time with God plus intermittent check-ins. I try to do this the first thing every day. It doesn't always happen that way, but the days where the first thing my my eyes and heart settle on are Jesus, those are the better days. I know, I know. Insert rolling eyes and all the sighs, because Every spiritual leader, self-help guru, or anyone with any sense of age and wisdom has written books, plural, about this. But really, this is it. Ready? Here's the wave analogy. Here it comes. Beginning the day with quiet time and checking back in throughout the day is like the cadence of ocean waves. Did that get too sappy? Whatever, I'm going with it, because I love the ocean, and just writing about it right now makes me feel oh so relaxed. Also, I had Blue Planet while I was writing this initially on the TV. Ocean waves. Did you know they carry a special kind of balance? Ebb and flow, in and out. 
it's important to recognize both the ebb and the flow. Have you ever noticed how much of life exists and beautifully because of both ins and outs, ups and downs, ebbs and flows? Seemingly opposites, right? In photography, when you look at a black and white photo, what makes the brighter spots feel so bright? The darker spots. In gardening, when you look at spring florals, what makes the colors so vibrant? The darkness of their prior death in winter. In our very physiology, when you listen to a heartbeat, what makes the beat so meaningful? The anticipation and the silence before the sound. Not one of these extremes can maintain its meaning without the other on its opposite end. As sung in the good old sword in the stone, for every high there is a low, for every two there is a fro. Waves. But it's not just the waves themselves that we need to pay attention to. While the opposites and extremes do hold all of the excitement and a lot of significance, there's something else pretty darn vital that we need to keep in mind. The silent constant, the baseline, the resting point. A friend of mine shared with me the anatomy of a wave. I have a site on the blog, and I'll try to include it in the notes here if I can figure that out, for some more super science-y stuff about that. In a nutshell, the resting point is the place to which a wave returns consistently. It's always there. But what do we tend to focus on when we look at a wave? The curve. How high does it go? And then the crash. How loud does it get? And then we look for the next wave to measure its curve and crash. We forget to notice that each wave has a constant, a resting point. Imagine the sound of a wave. I bet you can hear it coming in and out, can't you? You hear the ebb and the flow. And that's because of the resting point. Without all of this balancing together, all you'd hear is static. Think about that. First the whoosh in, a pause, then the whoosh out. Without the pause, the resting point, it'd just be like one constant whoosh static. By beginning the day, setting up a constant, a resting point, and then checking back in every so often, you ensure a balanced flow to your day. Going in and out, doing your thing, checking your heart in, going back out, checking your heart in, going back out, all while maintaining that resting point. Some days the cadence feels like warm shallows, symmetric and consistent. Other days, like high, stormy seas, spontaneous and unexpected. Regardless, each day is unpredictable, and that can be terrifying. But don't let it be paralyzing. I'm saying this to myself too, you know. On the days when I don't find my resting point early on, I feel utterly lost and riddled with anxiety. And that's not how God intended for us to live. I'm rough in the mornings. I used to be such a morning person. What happened? But I keep this quote from C.S. Lewis at the ready. 
It comes the very moment you wake up each morning. All your wishes and hopes for the day rush at you like wild animals. And the first job each morning consists simply in shoving them all back. In listening to that other voice. Taking that other point of view. Letting that other, larger, stronger, quieter life come flowing in. And so on all day. Standing back from all your natural fussings and frettings. Coming in out of the wind. That was C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity. So do you feel it? Ebb and flow. So tell me something. What's your resting point? What helps you ebb and flow? What is something you like to do or experience or visualize or would like to, if you haven't tried this already, to set your constant each day? What's something that helps you stay focused and strong through all kinds of stress, physical and otherwise? Not sure what I mean yet? Well, for me, it's be love. It's always there. If I start my day by sitting in my chair with God and a book, my journal, a cute cup of coffee, and the cuteness of the cup does indeed help. In the wee hours in the morning and remind myself what be love means, I can more easily establish my resting point. And no matter what else happens to me that day or that I happen to do, I can revisit that feeling and find my reset there. And it becomes my resting point. What does this look like for you? What does this for you? What makes you feel good? What makes you say, ah, there I am? What gets you back to homeostasis? What gives you that baseline? Is it flowers? Is it coffee? Is it decorating? Is it reading? Is it a person? Is it fixing a problem? Is it something more abstract? What's your thing? What's your resting point? Because guess what? I bet you God's in there somewhere. And if you don't believe me, just ask. I'll put on my monocle and I'll find him for you. Or better yet, just ask him yourself. <laughs>